If you're a pastor, elder, deacon, nonprofit board member, or business owner, I need you to listen to this. K&K Furnishings needs to be on your shortlist. K&K Furnishings are committed to helping you find the right furnishings for your church or organization. These guys specialize in quality worship seating, welcome centers, cafes, nurseries, classrooms, as well as stage and podium furnishings. The two owners have over 70 years of combined pastoral experience, so not only will every transaction be handled with integrity and professionalism, but they have the experience to provide you with the perfect solutions for your furniture needs, and they absolutely understand your budget constraints and demands. K&K Furnishings are devoted to providing you quality pieces that save you money. They can do this because they don't have the overhead of a brick and mortar store and they have relationships with over 200 manufacturers nationwide. Look, we all know there's a lot of junk out there. K&K understands that many times bargains aren't true money savers. They end up costing you more in the long run. At K&K, they believe that quality furnishings don't have to be outrageously expensive. And here's the best part. K&K Furnishings sells nationally and can also provide in-person consultations in Michigan, Ohio, and Indiana. If you can't meet in person, they'd be happy to set up a Zoom consultation for you today. So whatever your next project is, whether it's your home office or your church sanctuary, K&K Furnishings is the only place you need to look. Go to www.kkfurnishings.com to see how they can help you or call 567-318-4520. That's www.kkfurnishings.com or call 567-318-4520 or click on the link in the description of this episode. K&K Furnishings, furnishing business, education, worship, and hospitality for the glory of God. Hey guys, before we get into this week's episode, I got to tell you about Jacob's Supply. Jacob's Supply is the place you got to go for all of your material needs. These guys bring you construction supplies and appliances for up to 50% off retail price, all brand new. Your home builder needs some lumber? Jacob's Supply has you covered. You a deacon at your church and you're in charge of that next Narthex floor job? Jacob's Supply has got you. Heck, they got Cortec Luxury Vinyl Plank right now for $3.59 a square foot. Go look that stuff up at Lowe's or Home Depot, man. That stuff is selling for $7 to $8 a square Square foot. That's over 50% off retail. Even if you just have some home projects you're working on, Jacob Supply is the place for you. I just built an outdoor grilling area this spring for that old smoker and grill. Guess where I got the metal roof, lumber, and screws? Yeah, that's right, Jacob Supply. Looking for a fridge, stove, washer, dryer? They got them all, and their name brand. Samsung, Bosch, Frigidaire, all 20, 30, 40% off retail. Brand new and ready for you. Located in Temperance, Michigan, it's worth it to stop by even if you're a few hours away. And remember, Jacob Supply can ship products nationally too. So even if you're out of state, you gotta check them out. Follow them on Facebook at Jacob Supply or call them direct at 734-224-0978. That's 734-224-0978. 0978. Remember, Jacob Supply, quality building materials at wholesale prices. And now, on to the show. Hey, Jason, you know we love supporting brothers and sisters in the Lord, businesses that love Reformed theology. Oh, yeah. We have another good one for you here, Reform Sage. Mm. We love this guy. Nick is a friend of ours, and he Great just stuff. has an awesome store. He's got a big online following on Facebook, and we've been blessed by him. Reform Sage has everything from you know T-shirts and mugs to iPhone cases yep. and coasters. Heck, I'm wearing one of his T-shirts right now. Yeah, Obey you are. God, defy tyrants. He has sold so many of those T-shirts, and they're just really cool. Yeah, the shirts are comfy. You know, they fit well. They hold up in the wash, and the designs are pretty cool. And so, guys, if you're listening to us, we want to make sure that you're supporting guys like this. Go check out Reform Sage at reformsage.com. Jason, I know you like their stuff as well. Definitely, and he is an awesome dude. Yeah, Nick's the man. Yep. 
and he's been on our podcast. Yes. So we like him, and we want you guys to support him. So make sure you check out ReformedSage.com. Go there for gear. And then Reformed Sage on his Facebook page as well, too, where he has great discussion questions and just brings all glory to God. Amen. Thanks, guys. Now back to the show. How you doing, Jason? Doing awesome, man. How you doing? Pretty good. Man, that's great. What have you been up to, man? What's going on? What's going on, baby? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that music, does that music just make you want to talk like that? Is that what you said? I don't know, dude. I was, Are you trying to offend all of our Southern listeners? I, I just read a... I just, Within the uh, first 10 seconds of the show? Leonard Skinnerd, uh <laughs> Leonard Skinner uh, meme on the way over. Well, um, uh, Leonard Skinner. Now you're getting your Leonard Skinner memes in. Dude, let me tell you something, man. There's a few <laughs> things that, uh, that I love... And yeah, classic rock's one of them. I'm sure. not gonna lie. Southern um, classic rock, or just classic, I, it's rock, classic in rock in general. But but then I I was I grew up on the oldies. My dad was all about 104.3 WOMC right. out of Detroit. But uh, but yeah, man, we would we would listen to. I mean, Motown and I mean, the 60s hippie stuff and I mean, everything back to Johnny Cash, Elvis. I mean, all that stuff. Did What did you listen to growing up, really? I mean, was so, it was it really Keith Green? <laughs> I wasn't allowed to listen. Like growing up, growing up, up until I was 15, 16, it yeah. was uh, the most uh, rowdy music I ever listened to was one album by Don Francisco, Oh, where he played like a blues riff and we'd have to play it after my dad left. <laughs> Uh, which, which is hilarious. Like if you go back and listen to Don Francisco, it's like oh the calmest, gosh. hippiest Jesus freak yeah, yeah. movement music. Although my grandmother, who is a hundred percent Polish, and maybe this plays into that a little bit, mm. uh, gave us a Christmas edition, uh, tape of Cheech and Chong. Oh, wow. Which my, one up in smoke or my, which? the Christmas one <laughs> oh, where he's like doing Christmas rhymes. He's like, set the cleese, the one with the bony knees walking down the street with no shoes on his feet, you know? And we're like, we don't know what we're listening to. We're like seven and eight, me and my Are brother. We got it in the tape player in the bedroom and we're like, you know, and he's doing skits about he gives a little magic dust to the reindeer oh, and a little more oh, to yeah, Santa Claus, whatever that I, one is. Oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. My mom and dad walked in and they were like, what? Are you listening? Oh, we're like, man. we don't know. Just Busted. Two funny guys with voices that yeah, yeah, right. I don't think my grandmother knew what she was giving us. She yeah, just yeah. found it at a garage sale or something. <laughs> so real wide range there. Uh, no yeah. secular music, but slipped in a Cheech and Chong tape you know, when I was little. But when, when I, I got older, it was Southern rock for sure, man. Like Led Zeppelin, one of my favorite. Well, they weren't Southern rock. Well, I mean, but classic, classic rock now. Sorry, <laughs> I said like, Southern yeah, rock. Yeah. Wait a second. Um, uh, yeah, no, <laughs> they I, were south I, of Michigan. Yeah, right. No, no, they were the they equator. were east. They were east. Um, right. Yeah, over in the UK. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, no, I I remember going into a Christian bookstore and I picked up a DC Talk record. Um, uh, I can't remember what the name of the record was. Um, doing a new thing, new okay. thing, maybe. I don't, I don't know. But there was graffiti on the front of the record, and yeah, and my I mom that. was just like, "Yeah, no, you will not be getting this." Really? And I'm like, what? This is a Christian book. I mean, you know, it, it, I think it was around the era where everything was satanic. You know, it was sure. like, oh no. 
you know, ACDC behind, you know, uh, uh, behind the music. If you if you uh, play it backwards, devil's companions, you know, all these different things. And, you know, they did have some pretty crazy music um, for sure. But, you know, it's it's like certain things. You're just like, wait a second. This is actually to the glory of God. So why are we saying no? You know, it's almost like your Keith Green story. Yeah. You know, somebody told you, oh, I don't know if you should be listening to that, Greg. It's got a drum beat. Yeah, yeah, right. Which we've said before in here, too. I mean, this is just my opinion, but, uh, you know, General Simpson, like he said, man, like every, all the arts belong to the Lord. Yeah, yeah. He said, if the devil owns it, we'll go back and plunder it back from every fifth, every chord, every canvas, because it was created for our enjoyment, and it was also created to bring glory to him. Yeah. And I think you can bring glory to God in a uh, a A E B rock riff, right? Yeah, Whether it's on the guitar or the piano or whatever else. I was listening to... um, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll say this on here. It doesn't matter. Uh, Metallica did a, uh, one, another album with a symphony. So I wanted to check sure. it out. Um, that was a while ago. Oh, well, another no, they one. did the second, yeah, they did the a second one, one a couple years, years ago. ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I love orchestrated music and sure. I, and I just wanted to hear how it sounded with, uh, with a little bit of metal behind it, you know, right. It's okay. Just we'll pray for you. How the, yeah. Yeah. I'm for sure. To Metallica. But, <laughs> they, they, they did one tune with just the orchestra and then yeah. James was singing. And I was just thinking to myself, I'm just sitting there like, could you imagine if a, 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 a faith-based uh, singer was out yeah. there with the, the, the word of God, some good Calvinist right. reformed teaching, <laughs> you know, like just belting it out, like with a whole orchestra behind, you know, like I would love to hear something like that, man. No, that would be cool. Oh my gosh. And, and yeah. And I want to be a part of it. So if you guys do that, just remember, <laughs> who said something about it first it was right yeah, here on dead men walking if there's any people out there <laughs> that need uh jason to speak over a full orchestra oh man he will read the scripture i'll read the scripture or i will sing just let me know <laughs> just let him know you know i'll do it well it's so funny that you said southern rock too at the top of the show because i have this um i switched over my my uh my like cd slash whatever face uh-huh. screen in my car okay it's an aftermarket in my fj cruiser yeah and you have a cd player it, it still has has a CD player. Oh my gosh. Where's your tape deck? You got an eight track in there? <laughs> I haven't upgraded it yet. Now I am though, because what's happening is every time I get in the car, it connects with the Bluetooth. Mm. And for some reason it goes to Pandora, but when it's connected to Pandora, it won't allow you to actually uh, change any of the things on the app. It's going through a secondary app. It's gotcha. so weird. And it just auto starts on Leonard Skinner. <laughs> every time I get in the car, I start the yeah. car and it's like one, Two, three. I got to shut it off. So I'm too lazy to go in and find the settings in the unit. So every time I get in my car now, just some guy counts to three. And if I'm not quick enough, I get the beginning of, you know, Sweet Sweet Home Home Alabama. Alabama. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) That's awesome. Turn it up. Turn it up. Yeah. Oh, man. So you said Southern Rock. Great guitar solo at the end. No, wait, that's Freebird. Yeah, Freebird. <laughs> Freebird's good too. Oh man, now that uh, now that you guys know what we listen to, sometimes well, ZZ um, Top uh, too. Yeah. I mean, Lagrange. <laughs> oh, Jesus, ZZ Top is I amazing. Mean, oh, so many good tunes. Okay, sorry. So many. It's good funny tunes. now because my six year old, if I play that, yeah. he knows exactly when the drums come in. So he's he'll just, just be sitting in the back, and uh, yeah. you'll just see him in the background. You know, he does the little hit. He does. He's he's not accurate. That's awesome. I do grade my six year old on his ear. Yeah, I was going to say, did you just? Yeah, but it's uh, all right. Okay, so now that you know we're both heathens, um, (laughs) let's move on to talking about the Bible. 
<laughs> Let's oh, talk about yes. faith. Yes. Yes. Let's talk about faith. Will, will, you, will you do it in the Latino Bill Johnson <laughs> voice when we read scripture tonight? Yes. Let's talk about faith. Let's talk about faith. Do you have enough of it? Yeah. And if you don't, it's your fault. <laughs> Even though it's a gift from God. And Chris had a little bit of a oopsie whoopsie. Oopsie <laughs> Dude, I'm going to repost that. Should we talk about that really quick? Oh man, I should don't know. We tell people to man. go we, watch that on our. Are we Instagram releasing this for real? Is this like <laughs> <laughs> we're in a funny mood tonight, right? Oh, All man. I'm saying is, you yeah. made that Latino Bill Johnson. I laughed yeah. so hard, and then we posted to Instagram, and like 80 people I know, watched right? it. And like one people, one person liked it, and we were like, we laughed so hard at I that. Know. It's I just know. an absurd, like Saturday Night Live, like Second yeah. City, like it's Bill Johnson talking about stuff, but in a Latino yeah, kind of yeah. like a really uber yeah, right, right, Latino. Yeah. Yes. Why we put Latino on it? I don't. know. I have no idea. Yeah, it was. Our wives were like, like "Why you are you said, doing that?" Yeah, it was people night at the Improv in the. <laughs> Dead men walking studio. <laughs> you know, we just started just joking around. It was eleven thirty at night too. Maybe I know, that right? Had something to do with it. Everything's yeah. funnier after ten p.m. I think. <laughs> I have a theory. Like things get funnier the the more the sun goes down. Well, it's not a theory. Even comics don't yeah. like doing day shows. I, There's just something funnier about the night. I don't know. Maybe people are delirious. I don't know what it is. You know, we used to do college shows, and they would have some comics do the lunch hour. While kids were eating. eating. I've yeah, heard those man. horror stories I from mean, comics. Sit, standing there trying to make people laugh while they're eating lunch. <laughs> right. You know, just rolling out of bed. They're in PA college. announcements coming over the... <laughs> <laughs> Please meet counselor in, a, mm. in section four. You mm-hmm. know, I do comedy, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, but what are we talking about tonight? Let's talk about faith. Yeah, let's go from uh, Southern Rock to... to George Michael. To no, I'm no. How dare just you? completely joking. Um, uh, but we did want to talk about faith a little bit just because we're living in some crazy times right now. Yes, sir, we are. And, you know, I think faith sometimes gets misconstrued as just believing in something, mm. which it does have. We're going to go through some stuff. It does it does mean to believe in something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I think faith is deeper than that. And I think we just wanted to do a quick episode just to maybe help people be reassured. Yeah. Maybe yeah. define it a little bit. Maybe mm-hmm. just discuss it. We'll see where it goes. This is going to be a very conversational uh, episode. Not really question and answer. We don't have a guest tonight, right? And uh, we haven't done an episode in quite a while. Well, last week uh, we did, which uh, you you heard it. Yeah. Uh, but um, it was our know. it was our year year episode. Yeah. Um, uh, well, actually, they'll probably be listening to another one that we released. We don't know when we're going to oh, release yeah, this anyway. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's so, true. Yeah. There, there goes the whole theory of trying Sorry about to timestamp this no, episode. What? <laughs> Maybe we could erase it. <laughs> no, now I'm leaving it in. Now that you said erase it, now I know, I am right? leaving it in. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, but, where, um, where are we going to start? Let's start in uh, Hebrews 11. Well, the Hall of Faith, right? Hebrews yeah, 11. Hall of Faith. Like you were saying. Yeah. Uh, now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things things not seen. I love that word conviction there. Right. Just having a deep conviction of things not seen. For by it, the people of old received their commendation. Commendation. Yes. Yeah. By yeah. faith, we understand that the universe... I love this verse too. Yeah. 11.3. By faith, we understand that the universe was created by the word of God so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. Right. Now, even if you... You know, when I read that, something that jumps into my mind is if, you know, if you uh, study physics or uh, anyone that talks about the universe, think like Neil deGrasse Tyson and all these guys, yeah. they, they are now on a theory that says... 
everything in the universe is actually made up of unseen things, right? We saw that with like the electron and the neutron and the proton, uh, proton and all that, right? But now yeah. they're saying under string theory, everything at the subatomic level, at the smallest level is made up of vibrating strings that can't be seen. Mm-hmm. So everything that's seen is made up of unseen things. And here you have 6,000 years ago. Well, not 6,000, but Hebrews is a couple thousand years. Couple thousand. Uh, 6,000 referring back to when God spoke everything into existence or yeah. however long ago you you know, you know think the right. how old the earth is. Well, it also makes me think of Colossians 1.16, for by him all things were created in yeah. heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and for him. And then verse 17, and he is before all things and in him all things hold together mm. it's about christ yeah i just and love when science I catches up it. to the bible you know love it yes, yes so sir. you have uh paul we're assuming the writer of hebrews yeah talking about the the world being made by the word of god so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible mm. and then i love verses four five six seven as you go down it's like by faith Abel offered to God a more mm-hmm. acceptable sacrifice than Cain, right? So he starts going through and saying, by faith, by faith, by faith. He starts setting out all these examples where faith came into play in these pivotal moments within the Jewish and now Christian faith, mm-hmm. right? And anyone who's either thinking, uh, wanting to know more, know more about faith or struggling with, do I have enough faith or what is faith? I highly recommend Hebrews 11, uh, because right at verse four, by faith, Abel offered to God a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain, though through which uh, he was commended as righteous, God commending him by accepting his gifts. And through his faith, though he died, he still speaks. By faith, Enoch was taken up so that he should not see death. And he was not found because God had taken him. Now, before he was taken, he was uh, commended as having pleased God. And without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. Yeah. Mm. That's a powerful one there, too. Must believe that he exists. Yeah, and I mean in uh, in in Second Corinthians five seven, we also have for we live by faith, not by sight. So here we are living in these times where you know it's kind of an, an uncertain time for some. Um, some may still be um, held up in their home, um, afraid to get out, afraid mm. of uh, you know not wearing two masks or not getting the vaccine, or people that aren't getting the vaccine, or you know what whatever you're running into right now. I mean, God's got it, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, we we have faith in what he has planned, and he knew that this was going to happen. Like, he's not learning about uh, COVID right now. He's not learning about this pandemic. Like, he knew it was going to happen, right? Sure. So, I mean, we just not need like to have faith in the process. It's not of, like God took a break. Right, exactly. He's not out to lunch. Christ on lunch break, not yeah. sitting on the throne. Exactly. So you, know, you got St. Peter occupying it for him, keeping exactly. it warm. Exactly, yeah. No, he's ruling and reigning. Amen. Amen. The right hand of the Father. Yep. And just to be clear, too, like some people think like faith is going out on a limb, not really believing it, but just doing it anyway, mm. when the actual word there, pistis, actually means conviction of the truth of a thing. Mm. So literally having a deeply held conviction that the thing you believe in is the truth. Right. So so faith actually says you have to be convicted that it's the truth. Mm. You know, sometimes we throw around the word faith and we're like, well, I'm going to do it. I'm just going to have faith. Like, I don't believe it's true or I don't really believe it, but I'm going to have faith, meaning like take a leap of faith, right? Yeah. When in fact, the word being used there for faith is a deeply held conviction that the thing is true. 
Yeah. That means like really believing it, right? That God exists, that God is in control and he's sovereign over all things, that we have imputed righteousness through him, that we have faith in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Like when you say that word faith and go, well, I'm going to believe it, even, you know, I'm going to do the action, even though I might not truly believe it, that's a sign of faith. No, faith is having the deeply held conviction that it's actually true. Right. Right. And I think that's why like a true faith or an active faith, like in James versus a dead faith, an active faith does produce works and does produce things in your life because you have a deeply held conviction that it's true. Right. Amen. If you, Jason, if you have a deeply held conviction that something is true, most likely it will affect your actions, the way you uh, act towards it, the way you look at it, the way you interact with it. Correct. That's how I was with pre-mill when I was pre-mill. Yeah. It it really did affect like how I viewed the world. It was just kind of like, well, what does it matter? I'm, you know, why, why would it matter if I save for retirement? Why would it matter? You know, what I, what I teach my kids, what does it matter? I mean, this, this was the pre-mill that I kind of, I learned. Sure. I know that there are solid pre-mill people out there. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry if there's everyone that ever gets offended by us saying that pre-mill <laughs> is, little, is not what we ascribe to, but you know what? Like that's what I was, that's the type of pre-mill. It was the escapism. It was the, he's praying to the wrong. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it was it was exactly that though but yeah my conviction was you know what what does it matter you know like yeah. i'm going to get taken out of here anyway so you know what yeah. what does it matter you know so so that deeply held conviction changed your actions yeah. and changed your interaction mm-hmm. uh with the bible i would say even on a non biblical example right yeah uh if you believe in gravity a deeply held conviction that something is going to happen a scientific proof like gravity mm-hmm. that changes the way you act or do things, right? If you didn't really truly believe that gravity works, mm-hmm. well, who knows? Maybe we go up to the top of the roof and jump off and see if we can fly, right? Yeah. Well, no, we know that gravity is something that is real, and it's a deeply held conviction. We have faith in that right. thing that we can't see. Uh, that's the kind of faith that Hebrews is talking about here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's using the word, a deeply held conviction, not just something, well, I'm going to hedge my bets, or I don't really believe in it, but I'll do it anyway. And that's having faith. No, faith moves you forward, propels you forward mm-hmm. towards an action or in an action because of the deeply held truth that you know that it is. That That's what faith is. So when we say a true and lasting faith in Christ, right, we're saying every word that he said is true. Uh, everything in the Bible is true. His claims of divinity is true. His claims of the resurrection is true. His atonement is true. So therefore, that deeply held conviction conviction that those things are true, then change the way we talk, act, and interact with those things in the scriptures and throughout daily life. Do you believe that your salvation where you were drawn in by Christ, um, do you think that that pertains to that as well? Would it explain that, a little bit? Um, that like the the drawing, just in? the drawing in of what the Christ Father drawing did, the... the Father drawing you in. Mm-hmm. You know, you 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 getting salvation, and then you know, your as your faith, um, your your faith is propelled into that that ne- next walking phase of your of your walk as a Christian. Sure, you know, like I mean, is is that something that that kind of would pertain to that same truth, that same conviction, that same you know? I think I both... know I know that Christ is real. I know I have faith because of 
what happened to me in my self salvation in my regeneration in that moment. Does I that think, make sense? Yes, it does. It, okay. Because I just had this conversation okay. with someone. I think it bolsters it for yeah. sure. And I think I might have said this, uh, you know, maybe on one of our clubhouses. I think mm-hmm. uh, the only thing is, is you don't want that to go to extreme to where all of our faith is based on experience. Is experience. Either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, experiences are good. Mm-hmm. They're real. Mm-hmm. They can help bolster a faith, but an experience is not what defines who God is, uh, if the Bible is true or not, if what Christ said is true or not. Uh, experiences don't do that right. because people have all kinds of different experiences, some contradictory to what the Bible actually says. Um, but I think experiences, and I think God can even use experience to bolster faith. Now, we have to understand that even faith is a gift from God. Mm-hmm. I think this is one of the biggest hurdles for Arminians or even like your Leighton Flowers, who's a provisionalist, who tries to, you know, kind of walk the middle of the road and be like, well, we choose, but God learned through the hallways of time and saw that you were going to choose. So then he chose you. And it's like, well, even the faith, yes, God draws first, but then you have to have faith to react to that. And it's like, but the Bible says even the faith to know and accept and understand who God is, is a gift from God, mm. comes from God. Mm-hmm. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. Right. Right. I know I'm getting, kind of getting off track with that question. Yeah. But, but, but no, yeah, I, I, I understand that because I, I think, it, I think it was us that were, we were going back and forth about the experience thing. And I think it was just, you know, in that, in that, um, uh, in that moment for, for me, I think my, my faith, just because I, I did experience yeah. Christ, you know, I did experience the Holy Spirit, you know, I, I did, you know, um, in, in that regeneration moment. And, uh, and I just think to myself, man, like as, as our faith is, is growing. I mean, there's a lot of things that, that we walk through. I mean, this is a pandemic, right? Well, pandemic, um, uh, air quotes, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, I, I literally, you know, whenever I hear pandemic, it, it really, uh, it, it, it doesn't add up. The, Ir- irritate the, you. <laughs> yeah, it, it really does. But I, I've, you know, I also, uh, have a heart for those people that are just so fearful, you know, yeah. and, and it, and it just, it, it does sadden me in some ways. Um, because I mean, there, it, it's like, okay, well, where, where do you put your faith? You know, yeah. are you putting your faith in the science? Are you putting your, where are you, where are you putting your faith? You know, are you putting your faith in Christ? Um, because if, if your faith is there, then you know, if you read the scriptures, mm. you know, there is nothing that you need to fear, even death, even death, you know? Well, that, so that's, it's, yeah, that's kind of the whole point. Yeah. Uh, jump over to Psalm. Can you type in Psalm 27 one? Because this just made totally. me think of something really quick too. Yeah. Um, I kind of, you know, that, that you, I had that inscribed in my, uh, class ring. Uh, hmm. And then I lost it uh, two years later nice. after I got a class ring. So I'm 27 one, uh, bring up the ESV version of that. Yep. And I believe there too. And, and I kind of had this, this idea when I reread that. Um, can you read that for us? Yeah, my internet isn't working for some reason. Oh, there you oh, go. Here we go, right here. So Psalm 27, one, or I can see it from here. See it says, it? The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Mm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I looked at that and I went, we use that verse all the time mm-hmm. for like, uh, like physical things like, like pandemic, like, uh, you know, a, a downtime in my life, uh, you know, s- someone I'm not agreeing with. And literally though, what is the psalmist concerned about? He's like, why should I have any fear? Not, it, d- it doesn't say the Lord is my, uh, giver of food and shelter. Whom mm. shall I fear? Mm. The Lord is the one who protects me against violence 
viruses. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the one who provided a nice car for me and yeah. gave me three beautiful children. Whom shall I fear? No. Why does he not fear? Because ultimately the Lord is my light and my salvation. Right. It's a salvific verse. Mm-hmm. Like I've always read that for 20 years. Now, some of you are going to go, yeah, that's great, Greg. You're catching up to the rest of us. Mm. But for me, I just read that, especially in a time of pandemic, like what is COVID-19 against the backdrop of eternity, Right. against the backdrop of salvation, against the backdrop of your spirit and your soul? Like it's nothing. Yeah. And we have believers living in a state of fear over something, you know, and you can argue 99.9996% mortality rate. Right. I would argue your chances are still pretty darn good, but you could be in a, you know, you could have a comorbidity or you could have something going on. You're elderly. I get it. There's still fear. But even then, against the backdrop of what the psalmist was really concerned about, salvation, if you are a believer, if you are in the kingdom of God, if you have been called a son or a daughter, who, what, what are you fearing? Right. You should fear nothing. You should rest in the sovereignty of God. Mm -hmm. You should rest in that grace and mercy that's been bestowed upon you. Like that's the faith we're talking about. A faith that a deeply held conviction that says, I'm not going to live in fear because I have a deeply held conviction a faith in what Christ said, in what God says, in what the Bible says, and against the backdrop of salvation, I know he's my savior. I know he's my light and salvation. What should I fear? Right. Nothing is the answer to that. Yeah. And and that's really the mindset I think we need to get into uh, in even specific areas in my life, but also broader, like you were saying, Jason, Mm -hmm. to the pandemic of the fear of, oh my gosh, or inflation and money problems and pandemic and the virus and vaccine and all these Joe issues. Biden's in the in Joe office. Biden office. If you don't, if you don't like Joe Biden, you yeah. know, like political stuff, what's it's he going like, to do? What does any of this mean <laughs> against the backdrop of salvation? It doesn't mean a whole lot because in Psalm 27, one, David is stating it right there. And if you read farther down, he talks about evildoers assailing me and physical things and all that. But what does he start that Psalm out with? The most important thing mm-hmm. doesn't matter what's going on around me. You're my light and my Salvation. salvation. There's nothing that I fear. Right. And I think this is a great verse uh, for people who might be struggling with fear, which then they interpret as a lack of faith. Uh, And and we can have that argument if if you want to call it that. I would say uh, fear and lack of faith... maybe don't go hand in hand. I think you can be fearful and still have faith in something, but right. I think you can be fearful for the wrong reasons mm-hmm. because measured against an eternity with a sovereign God and someone who rules and reigns uh, sovereignly over his creation, boy, we sure become fearful of some pretty silly things in comparison. Right. What you say? Yeah. Um, uh, I'm thinking of the... Uh where's that at? That's in Matthew, um, the parable where, where, um, oh, I think it's, uh, John 21. Sorry. That's okay. Um, uh, so we just do a so little it's, it's live where, looking up here. Right. We right. We didn't really, we just said faith and then turn the uh, yeah, record yeah. button on. So you guys right, are hearing right. what we're rolling around in our head right <laughs> yeah. now. Right. So where, um, where, so where you uh, at? Jesus, John 21? Where Jesus, um, says to, says to, um, Simon Peter, um, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, feed my lambs. He said to him a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him, 
the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Truly, truly, I say to you, when you were young, you used to dress yourself and walk wherever you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and another will dress you and carry you where you do not want to go. Mm. Um, so this is uh, verse 19. This he said to show by what kind of death he was to glorify God. And after that, and after saying this, he said to him, follow me. And then Peter says, <laughs> Peter in verse 20, Peter turned and saw the disciple whom Jesus loved. And that's really funny that he says that, um, yeah. that verse, because John, it's in John, and John wrote this. And it's about John. <laughs> oh, and he says, yeah, so, the yeah, one he loved. Yeah, the one he John's loved. John's like, the one yeah, he yeah. loved, me. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, uh, so Peter turned and saw the disciple whom Jesus loved following him, following them, the one who also had leaned back against him during the supper. And he said, uh, Lord, who is it? What? Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Lord, who is it that is going to betray you? When Peter saw him, he said to Jesus, Lord, about this man. Jesus said to him, if it is my will that he remain until I come, what is that to you? You follow me. And I, and I think there's, there's a lesson there for sure. Like Jesus asks, uh, Simon Peter three times, you know, do you love me? You know? And it's like, I mean, where you hear, uh, Peter saying to him, you know, like, like, yes, yes, yes. He says it three times, Yeah. but you know, at, at the same time, I think, uh, Peter, all of a sudden his humanity shows up and he's like, well, what about John? What's going to happen to John? You know? And it's like, don't worry about him. You follow me, you know? And it's like, I think a lot of times we worry too much about the, the person maybe, um, uh, down the road that, uh, that doesn't have the, uh, the mask on or doesn't have the vaccine or doesn't, you know, it's, it's like, you know what, like at some level, I think just have faith and just know that Christ is in control. His, he is sovereign over all and he knows what's going on. If you go through it, guess what? Christ puts you through that, you know, they're like, like just know that he knows what's going on. I mean, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to sing that 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 cheesy. Uh, uh, God only knows what you've been through. God only knows what to say about you. Sorry. Yeah. Um. Uh, but, but, but yeah, man. I I just think that I think that there needs to be faith uh, within our walk that just says, "Hey, guess what? Like God knows what's going on. We're going to be yeah. totally fine. Just, you follow me. That's all you need to do. You know." Oh, absolutely. So anyway, anyway, sorry, I went off on I, a tangent. And no, that's good. I, I do love the fact, too, that he said he would follow him three times, and then just a few days, a few weeks later, he then uh, denies him three times. Yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> G- Jesus knew what he was doing. I think he was having a little mercy on him. Like, I'm going to let you say you love me three times, because I know in a few weeks here, you're going <laughs> to deny me three times. But what if what if that I, you were reading through that, and my brain just works weird. I'm like, what if Jesus was telling Peter to wear a mask? What if he's just like, Peter, will you wear a mask? Yes, oh, I will, Lord. Peter, will you wear a mask? Yes, I will. Yeah. Peter, will you wear a mask? Yes, I will. Well, what about John? He doesn't have to wear a mask. Yeah. And he's like, hey, you don't worry about John. John, right. you just do what I say. Right. Like, put any weird thing in there, and it's like, that is kind of the point that you're trying to make. Now, you yeah. can flip it around and say, don't wear a mask. Or, I just sure. threw it in there because we were talking about COVID. No, but, yeah, for sure. But it's like, your point is so right. Like, you don't get to look at the guy down the street. Mm. And even if you want to talk about masks, like, some people have made the mask issue like a hardcore doctrinal issue yeah. in America. Now, I understand yeah. the persecution that's coming with it, and I understand the whole thing with, like, telling churches they can't worship. We've talked 
extensively about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not defending uh, government actions towards no. uh, Christ's church no. here. I'm saying I've seen brothers and sisters in the Lord making it such a big issue. They're drawing the line. Like, they're drawing the line yeah. there, and then they're also saying, like, no, you have to do this or you can't do that, whether you do have to wear the mask or not wear it or, 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 or obey the COVID restrictions mm-hmm. or not. And it's almost at some point, aren't we supposed to be looking at Christ? And he goes, yeah, you don't get to look to that guy wearing a mask or not wearing a mask. Right. You obey me. Right. And I'll tell you what, if everyone did that and we submitted in love to our brothers and sisters mm-hmm. because we were obeying Christ, I bet you we could work out a lot of this stuff within the church a lot more easily. For sure. You know? I mean, loving your brother and your neighbor as yourself. I mean, you know, where, where's where's the love in saying, you ain't wearing a mask so you don't love me? It's like, no, I do love you, but right. I just have a different conviction about the mask and everything else that is being pushed on us right well, now. Well, that's, you the, know, yeah, that's the crazy thing too, is because most of the churches that have those type of attendees or even leadership mm-hmm. uh, before this happened, espoused to be the most tolerant, right. uh, accepting, inclusive churches that were. Yeah. And now it's, oh, well, if you're not wearing a mask or you're not, you know, getting your vaccine or you're not social distancing, well, mm-hmm. You're you're for, you're straight from hell, right? And uh, we can't talk to you, and you need to repent, sinner. Yeah. And it's like, whoa, man. I know. Uh, how can something like a mandate like that separate the church so quickly? Or maybe it's a good thing. It yeah. really shows the true colors of what their faith right. is in. Right. Is is their faith in Christ, or is their faith in a government mandate? In, is in it in the mask? Is it in a mask? <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um. You know, and and anyone who's listened to this podcast, I don't think we're being uh, coy. I think anyone who's listened know Jason and I are both uh, very wary of the mask mandates and yeah. all the things that the government has done to the church. Right. I mean, I'll yep. come out and say it. I'm I'm not a I'm not a masker. Nope. Um. Now, if someone out of respect says. You know, a client, for instance, hey, we wear a mask. Right. I'll do it. I work for my client. I'll, right. I'll wear a mask. But mm-hmm. any of this, uh, you know, public space type stuff, walking by yourself in a park, like, well, I don't yeah, know if you heard about that. the new study that was done. Was it? It was either Harvard or Yale. I'd have to look it up. Um, okay, but it was Ivy League school. They said now that it's you are not safe even sixty feet apart. It's 60 not feet? just six feet anymore. Stop. It's sixty. Yeah, sixty zero feet. You're not safe. Yeah. How hard are these so, people sneezing? I mean, I have no idea. <laughs> I'm just like. I mean, what? I mean, it's ridiculous. It's, I, I yeah. mean, maybe, maybe it's just me. Anyway, oh man, yeah. we're getting getting a. Uh, well, we're, I guess we're still on topic. Oh yeah, for topic. sure. We're but on the topic, but yeah, we're we're walking through faith, walking through different aspects of it. Walking through and, faith, and I think you bring up a good point in John twenty one. Mm-hmm. Is isn't that kind of what Christ is asking? Peter to do? Yeah. Like you trust in me. Right. You walk by faith. That's right. kind of why you went there, right? Yeah. I'm guessing. Yep. Yep. Because it's like you don't get to look at John. Right. And go, well, what about him? Right. And then I do love the character study of Peter, how he went from like kind of like the zeal without knowledge disciple, mm-hmm. right? And <laughs> just, yeah, all Jesus, we're gonna be princes in his kingdom and not truly understanding it was a spiritual kingdom yeah. and all this. Yeah. And then going into this phase of doubt, and then going into this phase of like, no, absolutely anything <laughs> for Christ, and then literally ending his life like 
like, yeah, I'm not even worthy to be put on right. the same type of cross as yeah. my Savior. Throw me upside down so I can suffocate on my own blood. Sanctification process. <laughs> what, a, what a great <laughs> sanctification process. Yeah, for sure. I love it. Oh, but man, for anyone listening out there, I would just say uh, the, the remedy for fear is delighting yourself in the word. Yeah. The the remedy for anxiousness, the remedy for depression, the remedy for keeping up with the Joneses and comparison and stealing your joy is delighting yourself in the word of God mm-hmm. uh, and doing it consistently and doing it often. Um, I would recommend first thing in the morning. I, uh, about eight months ago, I got into a habit of not grabbing my phone and going right to emails or mm. social media as soon as I got up and went right to the Word, reading a Bible verse, reading a chapter, having a few minutes with the Lord before I start my day. Um, that was just something that was very tough for me because especially in a business where I'm getting emails all the time too, I'll sometimes get emails before I get up. Like, right. who's emailing the, like important documents at like three o'clock in the morning? Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, it was six o'clock somewhere else in another time zone, you know, whatever. And I would just be addicted to getting right to that email or getting right to that social media post or response or whatever. And the Lord just convicted me and said, no, you, you spent and you're, you're waking uh, minutes with me and you're going to sleep minutes with me. And yep. it really like, it, it really changed. I don't want to say it did. No, it did. It changed my attitude and my life in a good way. Yeah. I, I think it's definitely I mean, that's very important. Simple you, you seek advice, the, seek but, the, seek the kingdom first. Right. Right. And then all these things. Yeah. Will be you know, added on yeah, there. yeah. I mean, it's, it's so true, man. I mean, uh, I don't know. There's, there's times where, um, uh, I, I go through phases where I'm, where I'm reading the Bible at different times of the day. It depends on what's going on with life or whatever, but, but you know, it, it, it is in that quietness of the morning when my baby's still asleep, my wife's still asleep, my stepdaughter's still asleep. And, uh, it's just, just me and the word and, and just, you know, in Christ and we're just, you know, commuting yeah. and I'm praying and <laughs> it's like the Holy Spirit is just moving me through the word and it's just, it's awesome, man. You know, right? Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, yeah, for sure. Early mornings is is one of the oh, best times to meet God. It's great, man. Like how it's quiet and right. everything's just kind of starting. There's something to that. I mean, yeah. I know Proverbs and Psalms both say, you know, I rise early in the morning mm. to meet you. And I'm paraphrasing, obviously. Yeah, yeah. There's multiple Psalms and Proverbs about that. Yeah. And until you really understand that, I mean, e- even when I'm, you know, out in nature, when I'm hunting and stuff, I've said that when I have to, when I'm forced to be up at 4.30 in the morning and mm. then sitting in the dark by 5.30 in the morning and just forced to see the sun come up and there's no phone and, and I'm in nature and it's just me and the Lord. Yeah. And you're forced to have that couple hours uh, with him that early in the morning. Mm-hmm. It's such a beautiful thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's a, it's like God designed it that way. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know? Yeah, man. And then wrote I mean, it down in a book to let you know, early in the morning, will you rise right. and meet me? There's plenty you know? of times where Jesus goes off and uh, prays, you know? It's, yeah. like, it's like, no, yeah, absolutely. I love it. So did, did you have anything else for us? No, no. I just had one more verse to, to maybe, yeah, maybe wrap it up. Maybe. Sure. Let's do it. Romans 1 17 for in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed a righteousness that is by faith from first to last, just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. Ooh, I like it. Yeah. And that's a good one to wrap up on. Amen. 
Yeah, we pray for you guys out there listening too, that the righteous will live by faith. And I know this has been on Jason's heart and mine as well. Yeah. For any of of those out of you out there still maybe struggling with this pandemic or with fear or with depression or any of those things, man, we we just encourage you to get in the presence of the Lord, delight yourself in the word. Mm-hmm. If there's anything we can do to help to obviously reach out to us, we always appreciate people who are reaching out to us on Facebook and yep. Instagram and um, YouTube and all those places at Dead Men Walking Podcast. We pray and love you guys just because uh, you're part of our family if you're a believer. Yeah. I mean, we are Christ's bride. We are the church. So we just wanted this uh, episode to be a uplifting one, yeah. uh, hopefully encouraging, mm-hmm. just us discussing things in faith and, and, and the things that we're going through this year. Um, Jason, you got anything else for us as we no, man. wrap up? That was, that, was a, that was a fun time. All fun right, time. guys, as always, God bless. Nope. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Dead Men Walking Podcast for full video podcast episodes and clips, or email us at deadmenwalkingpodcast at gmail.com. None your biscuits. Be sure to check us out at dmwpodcast.com where you can purchase the best and snarkiest merch on the internet, support the show, and leave us a review or message. Dead Men Walking can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Dead Men Walking Podcast and on Twitter X at Real DMW Podcast. The Dead Men Walking Podcast is part of the Fight Laugh Feast Network. For exclusive show content, be sure to download the Pub TV app and become a member. If you're a business that needs to reach hundreds of thousands of potential customers in your demographic, podcast advertising might be for you. Send all inquiries to Dead Men Walking Podcast at gmail.com. None your biscuits.